May 18th, 2023. We're in Masechet Berachot, in the narrow lines, if you count three up before they become wide, at the very beginning of the Gemara. Tanura Banan. The Gemara begins us with a Beraita, which will further elaborate on the first part of our Mishnah. Ha'umanin. Umanin are people who are working. Korin, they read Kiryat Shema, Berosh Ha'ilan, Uberosh Ha'nidbach. Whether they're at the top of a tree or at the top of a pile of, of stones, of rocks, because they're in a quarry or they're cutting down the tree or pulling fruits off the tree, irrespective of where they find themselves, they read Kiryat Shema there. However, with regards to Amida, continues the Beraita, Umit Palelin, they can, under some circumstances, say Amida when they're in the tree. Um, we didn't see that in the Mishnah. Our Mishnah told us, Our Mishnah was talking about one general circumstance where they should not be praying Amida in the tree. This Beraita says, They can, however, our Beraita makes clear, say Amida if they're at the top of a Zayit, an olive tree, or Te'ena, a, uh, a fig tree. Those trees, what becomes clear from this Beraita, have many branches. They have a certain sturdiness to the extent that we don't fear that their kavana will be ruined by being in the tree. If you recall, that's the issue of being in the tree. Being in the tree, as Rashi pointed out for us in the Mishnah, and trying to pray Amida, which is salota, which is a request for rahamim, well, it's inappropriate. You need kavana. How can you have kavana when you're at the top of a tree and it's not sturdy and you're nervous that you're going to be falling? That's why our Mishnah told us no reading in the tree. However, this Beraita, no saying Amida in the tree, this Beraita says if it's a sturdier tree, meaning a Zayit or a Te'na, it's permitted. Ush'ar kol ilanot, when it comes to any other tree, not a Zayit, not an olive tree, not a Te'na, not a fig tree, yordim lemata, what the Umanin, what the people who are working would need to do when they get up to and need to pray Amida, they come off the tree, umitpalilin. Uh, so that's the Beraita. So the Beraita then, again, repeats the laws we saw in our Mishnah, but gives us a new detail. The new detail is, after all, if everything that we're concerned with is the kavana, if the tree is sturdy enough for kavana, if it's a zayed or a tena, they can say amida there. If you could go down, then why not go down in any circumstance? I thought you're so high up that you're going to miss this man, but here he says, oh, just, you know, go down for a second. Right, it's a, it's a great ladder. question. You, you'd imagine we should tell them to go down at any time. You're going to see that when it comes to Baal Habayit, which means the head, the person who's in charge, it's his business, we don't have any of these permissibilities of reading on the tree. It's specifically and only for the Umanim, because they're working for another person, that they need to minimize in their, quote, free time. So they're not they're allowed to come down, saying, and, and they're being paid in such a fashion for all the work that they put, it, put in with an expectancy that they're working during all those hours, although there is a permissibility to pray, it's provided that you're not going to have to come up and go down if that's permitted according to halakha. That's why, exactly along these lines, the Beraita continues, Uba'al habayit. If you're quote unquote the owner of the home, meaning you're the boss, ben kachu ben kach yored lemata mitpalel. You see the words, and you have to come down. It's your business. You're not losing by doing. I mean, you are losing, but ultimately speaking, it's uh, it's it's in such a circumstance. Says Rashi, yoredu mitpalel deha eno mishuabad la melacha. You're not quote unquote enslaved by the work. You're not committed to that. You're in control of yourself. If there's someone in control of you, you don't have the ability to cut corners in order to do a 
ideal prayer. As long as you could be yotzeh, that's how you have to do it. And as a result, on zayit or te'ena, you would be you would be mitpalel berosh ha'ilan. Okay, explains the, again. Ba'al habayit ben kach u ben kach yored lemato mitpalel lefi she'en da'ato miyushevet alav because his mind, his kavana, is not settled. You don't have it even on the te'ena or the zayit. Which means to say we kind of set up a spectrum over here, right? In other words, if it's any other tree, uh, so you certainly don't have the kavana and you need to come down. If it's a zayit or a te'ena, you have minimal kavana. If you're umanin on the zayit or te'ena, with minimal kavana, you you make do. You're mishu'bad le'ahirim. If you're Baal Habayit, even in that situation, you need to be yored umit palil. Says the Gemara onward, le ravmeri berah. This rabbi, whose name was Rav Meri, who was the son of the daughter of Shemuel, asked the following contradiction to Rava. Now you might, and many wouldn't, make too much of the fact that we're mentioning his mother or his grandmother's name, but Rashi actually, on the right-hand side, spells out exactly why we did so. Why does the Gemara refer to him as the son of the daughter of Shemuel? Rashi, bekamamikomot, Karele bar Rachel. In some places, instead of calling it the daughter of Shemuel, they call him the son of Rachel. That was her name. Uba Shemuel Hayeta. She was the daughter of Shemuel the Emora. What's the story? Why are you referring to her and not her husband? Generally speaking, you would say Rav Meari, the son of, and his father's name, Vinishbet leben Ha'amim. She was taken captive. The daughter of Shemuel by non-Jews. And one of those non-Jews had relations with her. Uh, probably it seems like forcibly she was taken captive and she becomes impregnated. And then the person who had relations with her, the non-Jew, converted. And his name, at the very least the rabbis, referred to him as Isur. Rav Meri, who was his son, Horato He was born which means to say his father was not Jewish at the time of his birth. It happens to be his father, Asur, ultimately speaking, did convert. But in the scheme of things, when he was born, his father wasn't Jewish. Lekach, it's for that reason, he was known as the son of either Shemuel or Bat Shem, uh, or uh, excuse me, of, of Rachel or Bat Shemuel. Okay, says the Gemara, what was the question that this rabbi posed to Rava? Tenan, on the one hand, the Mishnah says, The Umanin, the workers, can and should read Kiryat Shema at the top of the tree or at the top of the pile of rocks. That's what our Mishnah told us. The assumption is that they're reading Kiryat Shema even while they're working. What are they doing? They're literally stopping? No, it's even while they're working. Alma la kavana. It would appear then from the Mishnah that you don't need that requisite level of intentionality, of kavana. After all, how are you working while saying Kiryat Shema? Uriminhi. On the other hand, we have a Beraita which tells us otherwise. Hakoret Shema, person who reads Kiryat Shema, sarich shi'echavenet libo needs to have the proper kavanah. Shene emar, the derasha, to understand this is Shema Yisrael. The Pasuk says Shema Yisrael. How does Shema Yisrael tell you kavanah? Ulehalanhu omer. And later on the Torah has another Pasuk which mentions the word Shema Yisrael, but an extra word. Hasket u Shema Yisrael. Hasket, literally, we understood to mean quiet. But the quiet of mind, the understanding of the rabbis in this beraita is kavana. So as a result, malahalan behasket, afkan behasket. The same way that second pasuk mentioned Shema Israel in 
together with Hasket Kavana. So too, when we say Shema Yisrael, the Kiryat Shema means with Kavana. We then have a blatant contradiction. Which one is it? If you could read Kiryat Shema while you're at the top of the Nidbach or the Ilan, which means you're in the midst of working and as a result you don't have Kavana, you see Kiryat Shema doesn't need Kavana. On the other hand, this Beraita says from Shema, Shema Yisrael, Shema Yisrael, you need Kiryat Shema Ishtik. Rava was quiet. Why is he quiet? He didn't have an answer. It's a contradiction he didn't have an answer to. Amarle Rava now opens his mouth and says to Rav Mari, he says, okay, I understand your question. Did you hear anything with regards to resolving this contradiction? It's a beautiful question you had, but you must have maybe in your time in different yeshivot, hanging out with different Tamidah Hachamim, heard an explanation. Amarle Hache Amar Rav Sheshat, he responded, this is what Rav Sheshat answered. Vehu shebetelin memelachtan vekorin. Which means to say that our initial mention, the Mishnah, which told us that the Korin, at the top of the tree, at the top of the pile of rocks, it's Betelin Memelachtan. They have to stop doing work and say Kiryat Shema. In other words, yes, they have a diminished kavana, but since we're saying that, it didn't say it explicitly in our Mishnah, we're explaining they have to stop working, that's for kavana reasons. You do need kavana for Kiryat Shema to the extent that you can't be working while you say Kiryat Shema. That's how we resolve the contradiction. Says the Gemara, but wait a second. Is that really so? You have to stop working in order to say Kiryat Shema? Vehatanya, don't we have another Beraita which teaches us, oskin bemelachtan vekorin. You can and should be involved in your work and say Kiryat at the same time. Well, so you see, says the Gemara, you have a contradiction here. Either way you slice it, when it says that you might argue they had to stop working, but we know Beit Hillel says you don't. So ultimately speaking, at the very least, this last Beraita is a contradiction to the earlier Beraita, and we believe this last Beraita might accord with our Mishnah, in short, we have a contradiction and a, and, a, and a difficulty in understanding what is the level of kavana, or is there a level of kavana which is necessary for the recitation of Kiryat Shema? Says the Gemara, Lakashya, there's no contradiction. Ha beperek rishon, ha beperek sheni. It's a question of, yes, kavana, but which part of Kiryat Shema are you referring to? The Gemara distinguishes. It says, Perek rishon. Um, the first segment, Shema ve'ahavta, needs kavana. Perek sheni, anything afterwards, does not need kavana. That's the final line in our Gemara with regards to this matter. There is a difficulty, though. The difficulty is raised by Tosafot on the left-hand side. Habe perek rishon, says Tosafot, lav davka, nakat perek rishon. When the Gemara mentions the words the first chapter, it doesn't really mean the first chapter. What are you talking about? It said the first chapter. Why did it say it? Because our Gemara is Rava. Rav Sheshat and Rava. And this whole conversation of Mari with Rava. What did Rava tell us not too long ago on Daf Yod Gimal? Rava and Daf Yod Gimal told us with regards to that level of Kavana, it's only necessary for the first Pasuk. Therefore, suggest Tosafot in our Gemara, when the Gemara says Perek Rishon, it really means Pasuk Rishon. In terms of the absolute Kavana for Kriyat Shema, it's Pasuk Rishon. It happens to be that is the Halakha. Pasuk Rishon meaning just Shema? Just Shema. Rif, quoted by Rosh as well in Siman Yod Gimal, argues a bit differently. He understands that even Rava would accept that there is a certain kavana that's necessary 
for the first parasha when you're dealing with umanim. When I'm dealing with workers, since the Kiryat Shema, says, says Rif, since Kiryat Shema for workers might come off as derech arai, it might come off as a not permanent uh, endeavor, something that's not truly, I'm, I'm truly involved with, and, uh, and I need something beyond that. For a worker, I might necessitate more. In other words, if you're a regular person who's not, indeed, he's suggesting Pasuk Rishon. That was the Gemara Daf Yod Gimal. However, when I'm dealing with a worker, when I'm dealing with this sort of situation, um, says Rif, in this situation, even Rava might agree that it's necessary to say Kiryat Shema, the full entire paragraph, first paragraph, with the proper Kavanah. That's how Rif has it, and here, Rosh in Siman Yod Gimal, uh, has has this along these lines. Okay, that being the case, the Gemara then continues. Again, Lahalacha, we know with regards to a person who's not working, it's Pasuk Rishon. Tenan. That says the Gemara, let's go back now and uh, continue, excuse me, Tanura Banan. Let's go back and continue to deliberate and exp- elaborate on this Halacha. Hapo Alim. If you have people who are working, they're doing work by the Baal Habayit, by their boss. They're not at the top of the tree, but they're working. They make beracha before and after the food. Before bekota nehenin, after bekata mazon. Ve'ochlin pitan, and of course they eat their bread. Umvarchin lefaneu laharei, and they make the beracha. Excuse me, when I said lefaneu laharei, I meant the berkot kiriyat shema. So they make the beracha before kiriyat shema and after kiriyat shema and kiriyat shema. They make the beracha on food. Berkota nehenin and berkata mazon before and after, and they eat their food. Continues the beracha. Raitan says the workers who are working and they have a boss umit palin tefilashel shemone esre and they furthermore say full fledged shemone esre and we have nineteen berachot today the amida aval but those workers again not in the tree and not at the top of the of the pile of rocks but they are working and yordin lifnei hateva they should not be the hazan. Why shouldn't they be the Hazan? It's going to be too much of an... Rashi says, Enan reshain li batel mi melachtan velered lifnei ha-teva la'asot shaliyah sibur, la'asot shaliyah sibur, sheyesham bitu melacha yoter midai. You're the Hazan, you have to dedicate yourself and stick around for too long. That's inappropriate for the person on the job to do. He can pray, he should pray. He can say Kiryat Shema, he must do so. Berachot before and after food and before and after Kiryat Shema, yes. Hazan, no. Ve'en nos'in kapehen. Furthermore, there's no Berkat Kohanim. Berkat Kohanim, they could not and should not be doing as well. Says the Gemara, but wait a second, let's pay attention to what you mentioned a moment ago. You said the full-fledged Amidah, every word in the Amidah, the Po'alim, people are working for another, they have a boss on the job, they should be saying the full Amidah, the Hatanya, don't we have a Beraita which says differently, Me'en Shemone Esre, the Beraita tells us that what sort of Amidah do they pray? Only me'en shemone esre. What does me'en shemone esre mean? Rashi, on the right-hand side, says me'en shemone esre, havinenu ladat derachecha vechule. Rashi is quoting from the Mishnah and the Gemara later on in our Masechet, which tells us about something called havinenu. Havinenu was the abridged form of the Amidah. Three full berachot at the beginning, three full berachot at the end, right? That's a sheva bakasha and hoda. So you have the sheva and you have the hoda in place. But the middle section, starting with atahonin, all the way through until right until rese, that would be abridged into one beracha. 
And so that's what you're dealing with. That's called Havinenu. It's an abridged version, similar to what we have on Friday nights. Friday nights, we abridge the Amidah, the Hazan does. After the Amidah on a Friday night, in Abit, he does what's called Beracha Hatme and Sheva. He abridges the whole version. Over there, you don't have the first three and last three intact. Over here, you would. That's what's called Havinenu. There's a debate, and we'll discuss it as to when this is appropriate and when not. But says the Beraita, for our purposes, that when it comes to the Po'alim, people who are working on the job, they're not permitted to say the full Amidah with every single word, every single Beracha in the regular fashion. They need to instead do the abridged version, what we call Havinenu. That's a blatant contradiction. So again, what we've addressed in the Gemara until now is we dealt with the Umanin uh, being Korebero Shailan, and we talked about the distinction between themselves and the Baal Habayit. We talked afterwards about the requisite appropriate Kavanah for Kiryat Shema, and we distinguished between Perek and Perek Sheni. Now, what's our third contradiction? What's our third contradiction? It's with regards to Shimone Israel. You have workers, Po'alim, they can stop and should stop in order to pray. What sort of prayer? On the one hand, the first Beraita tells us, the Tanura Banan tells us, they say full Shimone Isre. On the other hand, the Bahat Tanya, the second Beraita says, they do Me'en Shimone Isre. Havineno, Amarav Sheshat, Lakasha, Harabban Gamliel, Harbi Yehoshua. Says the Gemara, this is perhaps, as Rav Sheshat, resolved through the opinions of Rabban Gamliel and Rabbi Yehoshua. How did that help us with anything? Or Rabban Gamliel and Rabbi Yehoshua. So if you look at the side, it tells you this is coming from Daf Kafhet. I'll read to you very briefly from the Mishnah, Daf Kafhet Amud Bet. Which we didn't get to yet. Of course we didn't get to, but the Gemara is referring to That's right, and they assume you know all the Mishnayot. When you're learning Gemara, the assumption of the Emoraim and the Misadereha Gemara is you know all the Mishnayot already. As a result, they could just say it's matter-of-factly. Sometimes the Gemara will say, Ditran, as we learn. Over here they say, no, you know who Rabban Gamliel and Yoshua are. We don't, unfortunately. So we turn to Daf Kafchet Amud Bet. Rabban Gamliel Omer, Bechol Yom Vayom, Itpalel Adam Shemone Isre. Statement of Rabban Gamliel is every single day, you and I and any other person who's in a regular circumstance, all things being equal, full Amidah. Rabbi Yoshua Omer, Me'en Shemone Isre. You hear that? Rabbi Yoshua says, even the standard situation, you can say what we call Havinenu, the Me'en Shemone Isre, like the Me'en Sheva, the Me'en Shalosh, Me'en Shemone Isre. So then what's Rav Sheshat's suggested answer? Says Rav Sheshat, no our reasoning. two taught over there, we don't know the reasoning over there, but our two taught, which are talking about po'alim, people who are working, one beraita says full amida, second beraita says me'en shimone esre, no problem, each one is a different opinion. Rabban Gamliel is the first beraita, which said the full amida, and Rabbi Yoshua is the second one, says the Kimara, but wait a second, if you're applying Rabbi Yoshua and Rabban Gamliel, what did we just read from that Mishnah? Was it only talking about workers? That Mishnah was talking about every person. So why would we, in other words, if I'm gonna teach a lesson, and I wanna teach you a lesson about a law in general. So I say, you know something, every time you take food, I wanna tell you, you should make a beracha beforehand. So I go like this, I say, it's Shabbat morning, and you wake up, and you're having your meal, and you wanna have food, you have to make a beracha. You walk away and say, why do you say it's on Shabbat? Oh, you must only have to say Beracha on Shabbat. Why did I teach it to you on Shabbat? So the fact that we have two Beraitot, which are talking about workers and telling me, full Amidah or partial, you know, or abridged Amidah, seems to tell me it's only about workers. You can't apply to Yehoshua to over here. Ir Yehoshua says the Gemara, Ma'ir Alim. Why is it that specifically by workers we say that you could do Me'en Shemone Esre? Every person can do Avinenu. That's the Mishnah we just read. Ela, rather, the Gemara says, or Rav Sheshat responds. I have a different answer. Idi Rabban Gamliel. Both of these Beraitot are Rabban Gamliel. Wait a second. 
Rabban Gamliel's opinion on Daf Kafhet we just read is every person is supposed to be saying the full Amidah, not Havinenu. Velakashya. Here's how we resolve it. Even though they're both talking about workers, different types of workers. What's the status? What's the quality of their work and how they're being paid? Velakashya kan be'osin biskaran. Says the Gemara, the difference is how they're being paid. Are they being paid for their work in addition to food? Or is their payment their food itself? If their payment is their food itself, uh, our assumption is that the, um, the boss has to have a certain leniency. He has to be mekilim. He has to give them time to pray a full amitah. He's not paying them all that much. What are they getting? They're getting a meal out of it. If they're getting paid on top of the meal, so now the, war, the, so the boss has a certain claim, you can abridge your Amidah. Rabban Gamliel says, ah, we're well, going to have to abridge your Amidah. He doesn't have the responsibility as a Jewish boss to give you that time in such a circumstance. That's the suggestion here of our Gemara. Take a look at uh, Rashi, uh, the first white line. Osin bischaran shenotlin, they're taking the workers. Sechar pe'ulatan levad se'udatan, they're getting paid for their job in addition to their food. They need to do swiftly their work. As a result, they only do the abridged. If all you're getting paid is for your food, the boss has to, we're telling you, have the ability or has to give you the ability to pray for Amidah. The Hatanya, this next Vahatanya, as Rashi writes, is Benihuta. Benihuta, oftentimes when the Gemara says, Vahatanya, it's a question. Vahatanya, didn't we learn the Beraita? Benihuta, Benoah means calmly. You read this as a proof. These next lines are going to prove what we just suggested. Let's summarize our last point. Our last point was with regards to a worker, when can he, she say, Falamida? When should they do the abridged Havinenu? The suggestion is we generally speak if you're not a worker, Falamida, not Havinenu, Rabban Gamliel's opinion. Oh, how do you explain this distinction? It's the way in which you're being paid. The boss has a responsibility to allow for you more free time if he's paying you less just for your meal. Alternatively, if he's paying you for your job and for your meal, he says to you, you don't have the ability to pray for that long. We have a beraita. Now this beraita will include a few other details, but the key lines in this beraita will be that distinction. What type of worker are you? And in turn, what sort of amidah should you be praying? meal to meal, so it's really only the second. Today, today these issues are not going to be a relevant issue. That's right. And your boss isn't going to... But again, your, your hours are not expected. You're expected to have built-in hours for that free time. As a people, Someone hires you for a small job, a three-hour job to, uh, I don't know, do something, I want to build something for you. And you couldn't pray before or afterwards? In other words, the, yeah, the assumption over here is you're praying all day, you're working all day as well. Is it, went from one today? job to another job, and now you, Okay, you know, you only so I suppose so, but you're still, okay. So then you're probably being... Uh, paid for your melacha and your se'udah, so to speak. In other words, you're not being paid so, so you'd have to say the falamida. Havinenu from this sugya is not really a possibility. We'll have to deal with it later on. We'll have to deal with over the course of time where this got lost. There is such a concept. It is talked about in the Gemara more than once. And maybe I'm wrong, but I imagine you've heard of it, but you've never heard of anyone actually saying it. Okay, but it says the Gemara, Vehatanya, the Beraita will we'll hopefully address that as we go along. Vehatanya doesn't, the Beraita, not doesn't, the Beraita supports this Hapo Alim, worker, Shayu Osi Melachayetza Balabayit, they're working for the boss, Korin Kiriachima, Umit Palin, Vochlim Pitan, Vein Mevarchin Lefanea, Aval Mevarchin Leahareha, they don't make Beracha before. But they do make beracha after. 
That's an interesting statement. It's different than what we saw until now, right? There's, there's a question about whether these words are to be read or not. I don't know, maybe you should take out these words, but again, not our issue per se right now. Shetayim, uh, and you make the beracha afterwards, the berkatamazon shetayim, a double beracha. What do you mean a double beracha? Kesad. Again, what are we talking about? Berkatamazon. Berkatamazon generally has four berachot. Hazan, Node, and Al Ha'aretz. Bonei Yerushalayim, and then uh, the next beracha, the Adhel Avinu Makena Adiret. So, so you have four. Why are you only doing two? Berachari Shona Kitukuna. Akel Hazan, Hazan Etakol. That stays in its regular way. Shinia, the second one, meaning Node Al Ha'aretz, Poteh BeBerkat Ha'aretz. You start with Node Al Ha'aretz Atoba. Kolilin Bonei Yerushalayim BeBerkat Ha'aretz, and you include, meaning you don't, you you abridge it. To have the third beracha as part of the second Bonei Yerushalayim. What's the purpose of all this? In order to minimize time. Why are you saying Berkat Hamazon not Beracha Rishona? Because it's Beracha Min HaTorah. Why are you abridging it again? Because you're working. But you skip the last Beracha. Why are you skipping the last Beracha? Because it's only Midrabanan. The last Beracha is only Midrabanan. And as a result, you're not going to be doing that. You know, Rashi explains why you abridged the second two, two and three, instead of the first one. Right? We said the first one stays on its own, Hazan, and the Nodeh al Ha'aretz and Bonei Yerushalayim got included in one. Rashi says it's Imyane Had. They're all one issue. What's the issue? Uh, the rebuilding of Yerushalayim and of Eres Yisrael. Why are you leaving out the last one we're explaining as well? It's only Midra Banan. Okay, but that all being the case, we didn't get up to the issue that we need yet. When is this so? Be'osin bischaran, when you're being paid for the job, that's when you do abridged versions. Avalosin bese'udatan, however, if you're only being paid for your meal, through your meal, that is your payment. O she'aya ba'al habayit mesevimahen, alternatively, you're being paid for the job. But would you know it? Who's sitting at the table with you? The boss. The boss is sitting at the table with you. He's not, our assumption, looking at his watch and holding his whip in his hand that you better get back to work right away. He has a certain leniency. You're supposed to appraise the situation and say, oh, he's allowing for me to say more in such a circumstance. You can and should say the full Birkat Amazon. And as a result, we're suggesting you say the full Amidah as well. To summarize the three issues then we saw in the Gemara again, the first issue we saw was we were talking about and we talked about the different types of trees and we talked about how the Baal Habayit would have a different status even on the Zayit, even on the Te'ena, which are more sturdy. He should get down and say a full-fledged uh, so you should get down and not say it without any hosel kavana. Then the Gemara talked about we seem to have a contradiction. It was the question posed to Rava with regards to Kiryat Shema. Does it need kavana or not? On the one hand, it seems as if it doesn't. They could be on the job. On the other hand, Hasketu Shema. They have some sort of limut to Shema Yisrael. You need to have kavana. Answer, la kashya, ultimately speaking, ha beperek rishon, ha beperek sheni, the first perek, again, we had a debate as to how to interpret that, Tosafot says just the first pasuk, rif, rosh, say no, means the whole perek over here by workers, so that it's not derech aray, in such a circumstance it gets 
um, said with kavana, but the rest of it need not be per se, although of course mitzvah minamuha, but need not be with kavana. Lastly, what we dealt with was this final issue, and that was the po'alim. If a person's working, what amount of amidah can they say? Can they do a full-fledged amidah, or they, do they need to do a, an abridged amidah? We had a contradiction in Beraitot. Initially, we suggested Rav Shesha did mahlok the Mishnah dafkaf het, about whether every person can or should do, it's appropriate for them to do a uh, an abridged version. That's to be Yoshua, or every person needs to do a full-fledged one, that's Rabban Gamliel, the Gemara said, but wait a second, if that's the Mahloket, uh, so then why are we talking about Po'alim? Why not talk about any other person? Therefore, the Gemara resolved it with support from a Beraita, a several-line-long Beraita, uh, by saying it depends what type of worker you are. If you're a worker who's being paid minimally just for his meal, as a result, we assume and demand that the employer uh, give you the ability to play, to pray a full amida, to say a full birkat amazon in the beraita. If you have an employer who's paying you only for uh, for the food and for the job, there he has the ability to be a little bit more demanding of you, and in turn, you should be abridging your birkat amazon and your amida. Baruch Adonai le'olam. Amen. Amen.